0: Hello, Sex Nerds, friends. This episode of Sex Nerd Sandra is sponsored by adamandeve.com. And guess what? They're offering such a great deal, it's kind of ridiculous. Super important though is remember to type in Sex Nerd at checkout and score four awesome goodies. 50% off almost any item, free shipping, three free DVDs, and an extra spicy super secret gift. Ooh, who knows? It's a mystery. Uh, Their selection goes beyond just vibrators, too. I've been perusing, and I'm seeing all kinds of awesome bedroom helpers like liberator pillows, safe and easy beginner bondage kits, uh, cock rings, and even a whole section just on nipple clamps and toys. What? Nipple toys? A category? That's right, at adambeneve.com. So go there and type in sexnerd at checkout to get four awesome bonuses. 50% off almost any item free shipping, three free DVDs, and a super secret gift. Ah, AdamandEve.com. You're fun. Now entering
1: Nerdist.com.
0: Welcome to the Sex Nerd Sandra Podcast. Whoa, what are these kids doing in here? Hey, if you're under 18, go ask your mom. Now that we're alone. Let's start the show. Good day, sex nerds. Are you, are you? What? Are you beatboxing? Was that?
2: That was terrible <laughs> beatboxing. <laughs> Yo, Dave, beatbox. Okay, I got you. I got you.
0: You know, I actually someone uh, texted me. Well, someone a friend of mine texted me a we had an inside joke about monogamy and polyamory. Uh-huh. So he did a rap for me called Monogamo.
1: What? Rapper
0: Monogamo. It's pretty amazing. I should probably
2: Monogamo the monogamous rapper. Yeah, it's that's hilarious. Al- it's an
0: amazing rap. I actually but
2: Isn't that every rapper? Is there a polyamorous rapper? This is what I'm wondering. No, and I always wonder it. The
0: little freestyle situation that I have on my phone is is so dear to my heart. So, several things. First of all, today we're going to talk about bisexuality. Um, because... Uh, what is that? <laughs> that's when you like everybody. Whoa. What? Sounds cool. Um, so, I have an interview that I had banked a while ago at the sex conference, which is fascinating with... Um, Oh, I can't. Remember. Her name is Regina, and she's German. And she's adorable, Sweet. and I like her. Um, but before that, I wanted to do a couple things. First of all, a letter from dance. our listener, Dan. First of first all, first of all,
2: dance. I wanted to dance.
0: Uh, Dave, this is a great follow-up email from the Orgasms for Everybody podcast episode, oh, cool. and it was because we talked about how guys kind of you know we their prostate orgasms, there's penis orgasms, and There's this idea that women are supposed to orgasm from all over their bodies, but do men? Are men able to do that? And then he sent us this.
2: Would you like me to read this?
0: Please do in your man
2: voice. You got it. Uh, In response to this week's podcast, I want to share a somewhat unusual way I orgasmed once. See, I do like having my balls tugged, but really only by myself. I often involve it a bit during masturbation. But one time I had gotten myself hard and was kind of maintaining a bit of sexual tension, edging, I guess I was, while giving the balls a bit of a tug. I definitely dig the pressure that provides. So without really planning to, I stopped stroking my erection and started a stroking motion with the hand I'm tugging my balls with. Without touching my erection again, I managed to orgasm from basically jerking off my balls. I'm really not doing as good a job describing this as I wanted, but I wanted to share an orgasmic experience that wasn't otherwise mentioned in the podcast. That's cool. Also, the that made me realize just how dirty the word "balls" is. You know what I mean? <laughs> just every time I said it, I was like, ah, whoa, uh, my balls. It was <laughs> my ball. I was stroking my balls. It's
0: a very bold way to say it. To yeah, describe-
2: ex- yeah, exactly. It implies a lot of things about them, also very round that they're symmetrical yeah exactly
0: <laughs> and they're big they, it sounds they're like... big
2: and they bounce and, and they play games
0: so thank you taylor in livermore for uh, sharing that thanks man i'm noticing some letters from the uk i don't is livermore that, that's a place you might in be UK. thinking of
2: liverpool uh, oh, okay. maybe livermore is also in the uk but like i don't know anything about geography
0: yeah i haven't googled where livermore is but i definitely have gotten a few uk Okay. It's, in, Katie, uh, so it's Katie, by San Francisco.
2: Thanks, Katie.
0: Thanks, Katie. How are you doing, Katie? <laughs> All right. Thumbs up, she says. Oh, uh, so um,
2: I've <laughs> been getting a lot of letters from the UK. <laughs> God, we're such idiots. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> don't I don't mean, know anything. I
0: have gotten several emails from guys in the UK specifically, and some just noticed people. Are you sure? In the UK. <laughs> yeah, no, they said UK like several times. Okay. Like, Hey, it's a thing. Uh, hello, Britain, um, and the Bay Area. Okay, never mind. I'm just gonna just never mind. It was unrelated, apparently. Um, so, another follow up from a previous uh, podcast, the Box Blues about vaginal pain. We had talked about um, uh, vaginismus, which is general uh, genital pain for females, and having to do with trigger points, meaning like those knots you feel in your back, but in your your naughty bit area. Sure. But I was doing some research last night for someone who'd written me with vaginal pain. And I realized that I hadn't framed the conversation very well because we were only talking about one type of genital pain. There's actually lots of other types that are not going to benefit from internal or external massage. Like there's one called uh, vestibulodynia, I believe is the term. And that's like if you just even touch the opening of the vag, like searing pain. Whoa. Searing pain. Um, That's terrible. Yeah, and so you don't want to massage that. That has a lot to do with like too many nerve endings, and it's possible. And there's lots of reasons why you might have that issue, but sure. but it was estimated that lots and lots and lots of women. Might. I was late late at night. I was reading. I was procrastinating today's show by reading about a different topic in sex. Like, that's how I juggle things.
2: That's hilarious. Yeah. You really are a sex nerd.
0: <laughs> like, what? Like, later today, we're going to be talking about dating. So what do I do? Read about vaginal pain. Sure. <laughs> Screw seduction and stuff. Well, I want to think about another medical issue. Anyway. Um, so I just wanted to clarify that that's, that's a thing. And uh, for us all not to uh, just assume that there's only one one way that can be. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's getting a few things out of the way. So let's listen to me talking with Regina at the Quad S conference in downtown LA. And then uh, we're going to talk some more, Dave, about bisexuality. What do you think about that? that sounds great. Uh, By people, they exist. Yay. <laughs> Hello and welcome, um, sex nerds. Here I am again at the Biltmore Hotel for the Quad S Conference, and we're talking about bisexuality right now, uh, which is a very exciting topic uh, for me personally because uh, it's a very, like, which team do you play for if you're bisexual? Like, are you just... Just still figure it out, like oh, some people think of bisexuality as just sort of a crossroads until you get into a different place, so I'm excited to really let's just figure this out. so I'm talking to Dr. Regina Reinhardt, the managing editor of the Journal of Bisexuality and director on the board of the American Institute of bisexuality so uh i think I think, and she's a psychologist and and she's got a great accent <laughs> Hello, Regina hi uh so tell me
1: um you want to know about my accent first
0: yes where are you from <laughs> i'm
1: from germany originally okay it's adorable I was yeah. and when i came when i came to this country for the first time they, i had no idea what i was because in germany we don't have a word for for being bisexual or being bi-attracted and so in this country there was a definite need to put me in a box and they wanted to, they name me something. So they said, "Oh, you're attracted to both men and women. You're bisexual." And so that's how I learned. You know, in America, you gotta be, you gotta have a name for everything, a label for everything. So that was interesting. The difference. So, because there's no word for bisexual in German... Not now. Now it is, because the Americans managed to bring the label over to Germany. <laughs> <laughs> ha, ha we win. Yeah. We won the war. But, I mean, does that mean
0: that before you moved to America that you... We're still expressing
1: your interest in both males and females and everybody. I've always done that. I've, I've always been attracted to both men and women, even when I was you know, eight years old. Did you enjoy not being in a box? Like, did, did you find the term helpful or less helpful? I mean, now I'm okay with it. You know, it was just strange mm-hmm. when I came here that people had the need, especially the, the lesbian women had a need to put me in the box because they were not happy that I was attracted to men, too. So, yeah, I mean, I'm totally okay with it now because that's what what we're called. So.
0: Right, you're kind of a part of a lot of bisexual organizations, so yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> right, I hope you're going with right, the term. Yeah. How do you feel about the other terms on uh, that are coming out like pansexual
1: or omnisexual? Well, I'm okay with all that. You know, I mean, the young people they're going to change the world, <laughs> anyway. You know, Heck yes, they are. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm just so thrilled. You know that the young people don't have a need to, to just label everything. They actually they're quite happy with just who they are, and so that's a good thing being um i i don't really call myself biracial but being
0: from two parts of the world I mean, my i'm Filipino and Irish with a lot of little fun stuff mixed in it's always been difficult like in school clubs that i i couldn't just hang out with the asian club or i mean the white kids just i guess at the chess club i don't know what the white kids had but my point is sometimes it's difficult to be in the middle and i'm i'm curious is it like why is there an american institute for bisexuality like
1: why? Well, it's because in this country, people need to be educated about all their bisexual orientations. You know, in this country, it's, it's, it's like either you're hetero or you're homo. Mm-hmm. And so that leaves out a whole bunch of people in the middle. And because we all know that about 40 million Americans, according to Kinsey, are bisexual, um, and because a lot of people are bisexual that I know, uh, Dr. Fritz Klein, who is actually the pioneer of putting bisexuality on the map, and he came from New York, and he did some studies in New York, and he had the Bisexual Forum he studied, started in New York. He brought it to San Diego, and I became one of the coordinators of the bi forum, bisexual forum, and it was a support group. And so this was a fantastic community service, and we found out that we started to have more and more people come to the meetings. They really needed help they didn 't know what to make of their feelings and so this is how this all came about and then in the in the year two thousand, we started the Journal of Bisexuality, and a lot of research started to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, to find out what makes us bisexual. What's going on, you know? Oh, what did the research find? Any, any big ones? Well, we found for sure they were always saying, oh, come on, there no such thing as bisexuality. The men are basically gay, they're not bisexual. They're attracted to, to males more than they are to females, so they gotta be gay. And, uh, so we have come up with a study that definitely says, and it's been all over the papers and everywhere that bisexual men do exist. So it's, it's, it's out, it's out and about. <laughs>
0: is this, wait, recently, like, is this yeah. something I'm just, oh, yeah. I
1: live in a cave.
0: Like what? I, I'm, I'm kind of a hermit. I just come out for the podcasts mm-hmm. and teaching classes. Okay. So, uh, they do exist. Cause I remember hearing a while ago, oh, it's very rare to be bisexual male. And, I mean, I think of the Kinsey scale where it's not just, like, left, right, or center. It's, you know, a scale of seven. But, uh, but yeah, tell me more about bisexual men.
1: Well, that's what we found. Um, there was a study out by a guy by the name of Bailey... And the study was that he was saying, well, they, they studied um, the brain waves, and men mostly are attracted to men, you know. And so it they, they, they didn't show up that they were also attracted to women, even though they call themselves bisexual in the sample. Okay, this is the recent research? Sure, That's this the is, old stuff. The, right, the old stuff. This That's is on, the old bias stuff. Okay. And so the, the American Institute of Bisexuality sponsored. Uh, some research that was done in Chicago at Northwestern University. And there we found that this was just an era of sampling. Okay. So, yeah, so they, they did the same thing. They, um, um, you know, they, they measured sexual, um, what, they measured how men are excited about visual images like actual genital um, yes blood flow yes yes and they're also involved in doing some mris you know they're showing them visual stimuli and to mm-hmm. see how which part of the brain will light up mm-hmm. anyway we found out that bisexual men do exist awesome. Did, were there any men that their brains
0: lit up as being attracted to females and males what yes. identified as heterosexual no Oh, okay, so in your study, it, it correlated to what they self-identified as.
1: Yes, yes,
0: it did. I've heard of that study about females who um, said they weren't turned on, but then the body measurements showed that they were
1: clearly becoming physically aroused. And so I just think of that study. It's a little bit more difficult proving that women are heterosexual. <laughs> Is it? Yes. I love that. Yeah, yeah so
0: anyway well i mean it is a bit more like in swinger communities it's like totally cool to be the unicorn the bisexual female not okay to to be a male engaging in male activity in a lot of that culture um so do you find that bisexual males run into a lot more difficulty navigating identifying as bisexual
1: uh more than females i'm sure they do i mean you know um uh- that's just the way it is. Bisexual females are are preferred. Men get turned on mm-hmm. to uh, watching two women together. Men fantasize about satisfying two women at the same time, making love to two women at the same time, being part of that. That turns them on. I mean, you look at Playboy. You look at all the all the um, magazines that depict um, images for men. You will always see two women. Right. I- <laughs> I find that people don't really know how to process bi males, like
0: um, like I've met by you know, bisexual uh, guys might identify as heteroflexible or bi curious or uh, bisexual. Can you think of any other labels that people give themselves when they're bi? It's bisexual, bi curious, uh,
1: heteroflexible. Yeah, There's yeah. so many. No. Um, I'm, I'm you know I'm old. I'm not in. <laughs> I'm not involved in the in the youth culture. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, but I find that when they out themselves
0: to their girlfriends or their partners, the females, if they're dating a female will worry that they're actually yay and that they'll leave them. Like there's this sort of feeling of, of fear of, of being, um, left.
1: I mean, isn't that in any relationship, you know? I mean, you can look, oh, maybe he likes, well, why is he with me? He's normally attracted to redheaded girls, you know? I mean, it's the same thing. Um, although women that uh, are dating bisexual men are more concerned about health issues. Oh, right, like HIV. Yes, they're more concerned with that. And um, also concerned of whether bisexual men can be monogamous or not. You know, monogamy is a big issue with a lot of people because if you're, if you're labeled bisexual, they think that means you cannot be monogamous, mon- uh, monogamous, which is a total fallacy. It's totally wrong. Some people, okay, so some, some people are polygamous. It's okay. They want more than one partner, but not necessarily just bisexual people. <laughs> There's a right. lot of heterosexual people that want to be polygamous too. So I think it's up to who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. And if if you are comfortable with uh, just one partner, and that partner happens to be a same-sex partner if you're bisexual, or it happens to be a heterosexual partner, a lot of people still prefer to call themselves bisexual even though they don't have sex with the sex that they're not with at the moment. It, it seems like... Calling yourself bisexual is even
0: if you're not necessarily actively engaging with, you know, every, sexes, everyone, everyone, yeah. yeah, both sexes or anyone on the gender spectrum, you, you want to acknowledge, people want to acknowledge that they are sexual and attracted to who they're attracted to. Um, so like, in your work, do you find that, like, or seeing the research, do you find that people actively engage in uh, sex with both males and females and in between uh, when they identify Or do some people
1: identify as bi That have never been with both I've seen it all Oh yeah Yes Because
0: you're a psychologist Yes
1: Of course And I have seen people um, That will identify as bisexual And turns out that they never had an affair With the same sex You know and so um, we find it's okay if you want to identify as bisexual, fine. If you're bi-attracted but you're not, you're not engaging in sex at the moment, and that happens, you know. So, yeah. I want to know more
0: about this research. I'm curious. Are there any other interesting findings that have come out about, like, what were the research ones that that were pretty big? Was it mainly just finding out that bi men exist?
1: Yeah, we right now that's the only thing that's really um that's really important mm-hmm. is that we have proven that bisexual men exist. Mm-hmm. Uh there's a lot of studies coming out about identity and so forth. There's a study going on right now that does the same thing for bi women. Mm-hmm. And so that's not out yet. So we we haven't proven yet that bi women exist. <laughs> but we do that bi men exist that was very very important did you say that we
0: haven't actually scientifically proven that bisexual females exist that's right
1: mainly because we haven't done the actual research right we haven't
0: clearly it's funny how we just assume things in culture
1: but we haven't actually Mm -hmm. done the science behind it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that's what the american institute does we do we um give grants to people that do bisexual research, and we have about twenty different research projects that we that we have uh, authorized. So um, it's very exciting. I the little key on your quades. Oh yeah, chain. in our goodie bags, we yes. got these eight gig, these awesome eight gig via Institute of Bisexuality key, keys, and uh, I got lots of goodies on there, right? That's right, and that tells you all the uh, the research that we're involved. In. It gives you more. Uh, information about this research that I just quoted where where bisexual men are finally um, on the map
0: um, I realize cause, I mean I realize that m- so much sex research i mean funding for research in general come, is usually uh, highly motivated by profit. And you can't necessarily make money off of bisexual research or a lot of sexual pleasure
1: research because mm-hmm. for a lot of sexual pleasure, you don't need anything except your hands yeah. and a, a, yeah, exactly. you know, your body. That's right. So our motivation is more geared towards educating the public. Mm-hmm. That's what Dr. Klein wanted. That's why he started the foundation and the institute. Um, unfortunately, he died in 2006. Mm-hmm. And that's why he also started the journal, because in the journal we we publish all the research and lots of fantastic articles and experiences people have and so forth. So it's it's a really wonderful reading material. And so I'm excited about being on the board of the American Institute of Bisexuality because it gives me an opportunity to think about how can we educate the public Mm -hmm. and young people specifically how can we educate young people to accept who they are you know and 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 bullying i i experienced
0: like serious peer pressure when i would identify bisexual Mm -hmm.
1: because
0: Mm -hmm. people were just like oh you just pick one already
1: i know it's really terrible what's going on in the schools and bullying is one of the most awful things that young people have to uh, endure so it, it 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 can end up in suicide and so that's very serious so we're we're doing all kinds of stuff where we're working with the families of of uh, kids that that identify either as gay or bisexual and we make sure that the families do not throw their kids out Mm-hmm. but but actually bring them back and work with them and keep them in the family fold and that prevents a lot of suicidal stuff we're we're working on educating um teachers of how to uh know how to recognize that a, a kid is different mm-hmm. you know yeah. and that that the the other kids are are bullying that one Kid, so I mean that's the kind of thing that we're concentrating on more now than than um, research. So much more important. Ah, oh, I see. I see. I mean, how is uh by bi- the
0: bisexual demographic different than the gay and lesbian demographic? Or is it just that they're so underrepresented in the conversation around orientation that they need that representation? I mean, just. Did,
1: well, a bisexual person is really not recognizable. We fit into both categories, you know. Where in many ca- in many cases, a gay person is recognizable due to their feminine behavior. Um, lesbian woman, if she's if she's um, um, masculine, she's recognizable. You know, she looks like a dyke. So you know, there is a certain <laughs> stereotypes that are assigned to lesbians, and gay men. There is no such stereotype assigned to bisexuals. We fit into all these categories. Nobody can recognize us. Like she's really popular at that cocktail party. She might be bisexual. <laughs> How are you going to... You can't. True. You just can't. And so um, it's basically something that, 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 that is part of you the tr- the trouble comes when people are trying to push you into one make trying to make a a choice between one or the other people always seem to have the need to say you got to be make up your mind either you're hetero or you're homosexual make up your mind and that's very very sad because um that totally eliminates the idea that there are people that are attracted to both sexes yeah I never thought about it, but
0: uh, but it's true. They're really—it's almost like the invisible orientation. I mean, I, I realize that gay, straight, uh, you, you, lesbian—you can't actually tell queer, like unless someone's actually actively displaying some stereotypical behavior, you really can't tell. But bisexual specifically, there's no telltale no.
1: stereotype. No. And another interesting thing is what happens is when a bisexual person becomes involved, let's say, with um, with a same-sex partner. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, there is a need to be called that same-sex partner's orientation. So if two women, if a bisexual woman falls in love with a lesbian and they become um, a partnership, all of a sudden, she calls herself a lesbian too. The same thing with two men. The bisexual male and the... Um, and the gay male, all of a sudden, he becomes gay. If he, if the bisexual male is married, then all of a sudden, he's heterosexual. Oh, totally. I have
0: uh, both straight and gay friends who are in relationships. And I, I have a gay male friend who's in a relationship with a man. And yeah, he's got to be gay, but he's actually bi. And, um, but not actively... It's, he just pushes that part of himself kind of down. He doesn't talk about it really. But
1: I think it's easier, you know, it's easier to just succumb to saying, okay, so I'm in love with a lesbian. All right, I'm lesbian. It's easier than to say I'm bisexual, and then the lesbians will say, oh my god, aren't you worried that? that your partner is going to run away with a guy one of these days or be unfaithful with a man, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it kind of it, it brings out our fear
0: in a lot of ways yes. of the unknown and yes.
1: the the otherness of a I person. Know. And and it's really silly because, I mean, it's all up to who you are as a person because a lesbian woman can just be as much unfaithful mm. <laughs> than anyone else. Right,
0: right. <laughs> yeah. um, what is your work? Like, what do you do in terms of your
1: own? Do you uh, have a private practice? Or do you? No, I'm no longer working in my clinic. I I don't have my clinic anymore, and I'm just dedicating my entire workload on managing the journal, which takes a lot of work. How many members do you have? The, the journal doesn't have members. How many members or how many subscribers? subscribers? Well, all the universities. It's an academic journal. Oh, okay. yeah. great. I mean, well... Can anyone, I mean, if someone listened to this show, would they, they can, be able oh, to? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. They, become, they can subscribe to it. And our publisher is Taylor & Francis. Okay, or fantastic. Or Rutledge. You know, Rutledge, one is the <laughs> big famous uh, um, publishers. Uh, if someone wants to check out the site, what would it be? They can just check on Taylor and & Francis and then go to journals. And then you can find the Journal of Bisexuality, and you can, you can subscribe to it and, or read it. You can also go to bisexual.org, mm-hmm. which is our website. And on it, we have a link to the Bi Journal. And so, yeah, we also have something online called the com. You know, .org also. So, bi-sec- wait, bisexual.org. Bisexual.org is, is the website for the American Institute of Bisexuality, but it leads you to all kinds of links. And then we have the magazine.org, which is an online magazine, bisexual magazine. It deals with art, music, all this kind of stuff, other things, you
0: know. So in terms of the um, educating the public... I mean, do you have a, a strong message or a tip for anyone who 's struggling with their identity as a bisexual in in their school in their workplace in their relationship? Um, a lot of people don 't feel like there 's even room in their relationships with the the person they 're supposed to be the most vulnerable with to yeah. to
1: well I would go to the LGBT centers and if they have an LGBT center in their city. Go to it and find out if there's a support group for bisexuals. I think that's a good thing to start. And there might be a youth group also, and they will help you. There's also counselors. You want to make sure you get a counselor that's bi-friendly, not a counselor that's trying to push you into either the gay uh, arena or the um, make-up-your-mind arena, you know. So it's... it's (laughs) When I was in kindergarten... I was
0: ambidextrous. I didn't realize I was ambidextrous. And my kindergarten teacher forced me to pick a hand as to what I would write with.
1: That's not what you want. (laughs) Right. And I just just think of that as the counselor being like, all right, which way are you going to go? Yeah. So that's the danger. The danger, there's a lot of therapists out there that haven't yet understood that there is a whole bisexual orientation. And they're still the old-fashioned way that, there is, that doesn't exist. You have to go one way and choose, make one way or the other. And it's ridiculous. You don't choose to be um, homosexual. Do you choose to be homosexual? Do you choose to be heterosexual? I don't think so generally. No. You can't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um as a psychologist, what happens to like if I'm if I'm bisexual and I'm dating a male and uh I have to kind of hide and not not I never just talk about it or express it or or just share that with my partner and I'm it's just what happens to, when someone kind of pushes that part of themselves down? Like what what type of things sort of come
1: from well, that Well that's that's a sad thing. Um if if you try to hide it it's going it's going to haunt you in the end. Mm-hmm. It's best to first see how the relationship goes. I would say within 2 weeks within to a relationship when you feel like oh my god I'm falling in love mm-hmm. and this is the guy I want. I think it's very important to say a component component of my personality is that I'm also attracted to women. And um, I, how do you feel about that? And uh, if you, you know, I can be totally monogamous if that's part of it, part of our relationship. Right, if that's part of the agreement. Yes. So talk about what, how he feels, but do not push it down. That's not a good idea. Yeah. And also another thing that I noticed, that bisexual women will sacrifice their bisexuality. When they are married to a heterosexual man, the heterosexual man mm-hmm. demands monogamy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then even even a bisexual woman that's normally not monogamous will give up her her polygamy tendencies and become monogamous for the guy. But it's another that's another problem. That you really need to talk about before you get married
0: right well, you just brought up a whole other spectrum of monogamous polyamorous polygamous so you know all of those poly yeah. Yeah. Uh, um consensual non monogamy consent being the important component of that um and so you're talking about a bi poly female that's now do you find that the um like a heterosexual male uh, with a woman is going to demand monogamy more than a female would demand monogamy
1: from her bi-male partner? Um, what I In my practice, what I've experienced is that, that um, when the male finds out that the female that he's dating is bisexual, mm-hmm. at that point in time, he, depending on the guy, he requests monogamy i want to be the only person in your life mm-hmm. now if 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 the the heterosexual male is interested in playing mm-hmm. and then he says but but if you want to have a female i want to be part of that mm-hmm. i want to be we can have ménage à trois mm-hmm. so but it's usually the male that pushes the rules mm-hmm. And so a bisexual woman has to be very strong and has to know what she wants and what's important to her to be able to negotiate equally with this strong male that demands all these things. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's your stance of, of how strong are you as a person. Are you going to give in? Because you think, oh, he's so nice. I think he'd be great father you know? <laughs> if you want to have children and all right. that. So you give up a lot. For that. And I mean, a lot of people are also just want monogamy,
0: even if they are bi, so there's totally, that too. Totally. Totally. Um, we uh, had a polyamory episode, so I mean, hopefully, listeners will have listened to that and then they'll hear this. I mean, because it's, it's all just so many people are programmed that it's all about monogamy and heterosexuality, and anything outside of that is, is the non norm. But, um, but,
1: but I have another example of um, where the guy is bisexual. Mm-hmm. And he fell in love with a straight woman, Mm -hmm. and she accepted his bisexuality under the condition that he cannot have sex with men. Can he make out with them? No. He's not allowed to. And so here's this guy, you know, and that's the way he's always been. He's been a player all his life. And then play, he, player meaning meaning he having had a sex lot of with, casual no, having sex with both men and fem- men and women oh, okay, okay, I didn't know if that meant like he just gets a lot of play, I didn't know well, so he was playing a lot, okay, okay. <laughs> and and so then he falls in love with this woman, and she is very very, very straight about what she wants. she wants children, she wants him to be a father, husband, and she does not. Want him to be involved with men, so she does allow him to come to some parties. You know, with he had lots of friends that were bisexual, so she does allow him to come to some of the parties. But there is this agreement, so he he's living by it because he loves his kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. We make our choices. Yes, mm-hmm. he that choice he had to make. So there is a choice that you have to make. You're still bisexual but you have to make a choice where whether you're going to act on it whether you are going to have sex with both male or female if you have if your partner uh, wants to have a monogamous relationship you have the choice to do that or not to do that that can be very difficult mm-hmm. exactly it's not easy to be bisexual it's no. not easy no but it's fun. Yeah, but you can fall <laughs> in love with both. You can fall in love with a man and the woman too. Yeah. That's At the a... same time, it can all happen. And then and then the threesome doesn't it doesn't work out and then mm. then one leaves and ah oh, it can be a huge tragedy. <laughs> <You
0: Aww. know? laughs> Read opening up by Tristan Terramino, it might help. <laughs> or Ethical Slut. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just found out, like just recently, and I know we're Going to wrap this up, but uh, I just found out recently that there's a meetup group in LA here uh, where I live uh, called Ambi, which is all about uh, community and uh, with bisexuals. So it, they've got about 500 members and they have, a, I think, a once a month meetup. And basically, I was thrilled because I didn't know there was any sort of community. I'd never even thought about having all the boys all in one place at one time. It never even occurred to me. Um, so What's the
1: age group of this group? I have no idea. No, you've never been to it. No, I just found out about this recently, so it's I'll keep us informed. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I like to know about it too. Yeah, and, and I is mean, it just young people or is it mid? What you know? What's the average age? I, in the- I met the organizer Adam, and he he's, um, he's
0: like mid thirties, and so it's it's probably a, a fairly. I, it seemed like it was in the like 30s range you know, When people are a little more comfortable with themselves But we'll see Boy, that sounds exciting yeah. Whoever listens to this, <laughs> try it out <laughs> Yeah, meet, meetup.com You never know what you're going to find on there So, uh, But anyway um, uh, Regina, anywhere people can uh, check out Do um, you have any personal websites or tweets you
1: wanted to No, no Just just go on. Just go onto the bisexual.org That's the way to do it And um, that's the best way to do it Okay, fantastic.
0: Thank you so much. Okay. You're welcome.
2: Excellent.
0: Whoa. What Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. this is Dave Whoa. being this is Dave being his mind blown by what you, what we all just listened to, yeah. even though technically I didn't force Dave to listen to it. <laughs> Me.
2: I wasn't there. That's I wasn't cool. there with her.
0: It's all right. She and I were alone. We were alone in a hotel
2: room in downtown L. A. You very didn't romantic. force me to listen to it. <laughs> I couldn't listen to it. It is the reality. We didn't have it here as recording it. Uh,
0: um. Um, well, you know, it's interesting. Regina, you know, she comes from a time when uh, she is just uses and her institute. I mean, they say bisexual, and I'm I'm fine with that term. I I have used that term, and uh, more like queer folk have been kind of like, really, you still use the word bi and I'm like, well, because it it, it encourages the binary
2: oh man, i've got to say uh i I don't want to be negative, but mm-hmm. uh I, I there's so much semantics uh yeah. and people getting upset about it, and I wish that people wouldn't get as upset about it um because we're trying to understand <laughs> you know what I mean right yeah, I, uh, I say bisexual and uh and i don't I don't know the other words, I just mm-hmm. don't pan. Pan Pan is that the Is that the more accepted term now? Pansexual
0: Omnisexual Well
2: What is omnisexual?
0: It, I think it's like omnivorous I eat everything Because <laughs> I eat everything
2: uh, Oh, so is there a difference between omnisexual and pansexual? It's, and if I uh, sleep with men, does that make me carnisexual? <laughs> uh, <laughs> or maybe with women, I guess that would be carnisexual I don't know
0: um, uh, veg- you know, sexual. off the top of my head, I don't know the etymology of pan versus omni, but they're both like, I just do a sweeping, like, sweeping my arm uh, like to the horizon, like, I like everything, you know, and that's like, you know, I'm just non-discriminatory.
2: But wouldn't, wouldn't the, I, I mean, if we're talking etymology here, mm-hmm. I think omnisexual makes sense, but it's pansexual actually sounds like uh, you'll have sex with anything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> animals, bugs, a wall, cereal, cereal, and uh, it, it's not wrong to do that in any. Uh, in if it's consensual every time, uh, with every dog or insect or wall. Oh uh, man, if the wall says yes. It's fine. It's fine. Um, but I think that that's what pansexual. That's what it sounds like to me. And I'm making someone very angry right now <laughs> <laughs> by saying that. No,
0: no, no, totally fine. <laughs> uh, I was talking to a friend who uh, identifies queer. Um, and she was like Yeah I'm gonna hang out With some of my friends later You know a lot of them Are polypan I'm like polypan She's like Polyamorous Pansexual And I was like Whoa whoa, Totally um,
2: I've never heard that before
0: and then Neither had I Until a few days ago um, So
2: It also sounds like A no stick pan That's what <laughs> I'm <mean>.
0: saying Polypan <laughs> For all your Polyamorous food needs
2: Call now You get this free Weird rag <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, I don't know, I, I think you're right, it is a lot of semantics. I mean, the thing, I mean, I think the hard part is also that we feel like we need to label people. Like, why can't I just, like, I was attracted to people very differently five, ten years ago than I am now. Like, like, orientations do change. Sure. You know, um, my attraction toward females, males, everyone in between, like, it kind of waxes and wanes. Like the moon. Like the karate kid, wax on, wax on.
2: Sure. Yeah, I get it. And you so you like that for a little while. It's like music, you know? Right. Well, you have a favorite band for a little while, and then you have another favorite band, and then you have another favorite band. And you still sort of like the old stuff or maybe you hate it. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> See, guys, it's just like music. It's just like music, man.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, the, the idea that our orientation stays the same throughout our life, which it can, but it's like saying, like, we'll always be the exact same person, have the exact same interests and wants and goals and desires. Well, that's 15. true. <laughs> that's that's definitely 45. true. Um, so it's it's not just the words, <laughs> but it's also just that we change. Sure. Stuff, yeah. You know? What do you think about this whole bisexuality as an invisible orientation? Which I thought was really interesting. I'd never thought about this. But the fact that you have certain gay stereotypes, lesbian stereotypes, straight stereotypes, but no one ever says like, oh, dude, she's so bi. You can totally tell by her shoes.
2: You know, we should. um, I I hope that one day we can bring my friend Julie Cohen on the show. She is a bisexual comedian. and writer and filmmaker, uh, and great at all those things. And she has a great joke about that, uh, about how she has, like as a bisexual person, she has no heroes. It's just Tequila, Tequila. That's it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, and yeah, I find that's totally true. Um, I, people don't know what it is. I don't think, I don't think most of the world has really grasped. Well, actually, I think most of the world hasn't really grasped what homosexuality is, mm-hmm. uh, And so bisexuality is a total myth. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, yeah, I think people just assume that uh, you're either um, a straight person who's Mm -hmm. tried this out or Mm -hmm. a gay person who is trying to conform or something. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I people say they're bi suddenly. And even I'll I've had this in the past where I go, okay, are you actually gay or are you actually bi or? Are you straight and just kind of curious, but not really, you know, and I'll, I'll even find myself trying to categorize someone and not just let them be in the middle. I'm much better sure. at it these days, but
2: a lot of brains kind of work that way, you know, Yeah. as far as having like characteristics that you can notice uh, someone as bisexual by, I mean, it makes sense to me that, that that doesn't exist mm-hmm. because like the thing about noticing that someone's gay or straight, I mean, that's that's real but it's not completely real mm-hmm. i know people have gaydar and i know friends i have friends who have great gaydar but but they're wrong too mm-hmm. uh, sometimes it's just sort of like on one end, end of the spectrum there's a way that a person acts and carries himself and speaks uh that you could say is is probably gay um but i have two close friends that Uh, Seem very gay And they're straight Or at least You know That's what they uh, Identify as now Um, Yeah So I don't really Actually I don't know I know people Would argue with me On this But I don't think That there's actually Anything that denotes Someone as gay Or straight Or Mm -hmm. bisexual I just think That we think It is And bisexual is You know The whole rest Of the middle Of Mm -hmm. the spectrum Mm -hmm. So of course There's not Something specific Right You know
0: I mean, just imagine how many people that would we like, We could make oh. more badges. But. <laughs> like a little tattoo on your wrist denoting your orientation for, yeah. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Every decade um, you can change it, but you have to go to the DMV.
2: Yeah, this is, we shouldn't do that. That's, uh, <laughs> uh, they did that in <laughs> Germany for a while, and then later South Africa.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's true. Oh. But, but you know, how many people do we see or think, or they say that they're gay or straight but really uh, there's probably a large percentage that's actually somewhere on the Kinsey scale of like two to five you know the, that middle range
2: totally you know? I mean I, I identify straight but every now and then there's a there's a dude that I get like a tiny bit turned on by yeah. or yeah, yeah. Like, how
0: can you not like this was, it was, for me I mean I realize I, I want to honor space for everyone but part of me is like how can you not find all these human beings just At least mildly attractive There's just so much I don't know
2: Sure Well and I think that A lot of people do And you hear it come out uh, In interesting ways Uh, Most men that I know Like won't admit uh, Thinking a guy's attractive When they're uh, adolescents Mm -hmm. Um, And then they get a little bit older And they realize that it's totally okay And they like themselves So Mm -hmm. they're like in the way that they say it is uh yeah, I mean he's an attractive guy. I can say that. I can tell when a guy's attractive. He's an attractive guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can say that. <laughs> it doesn't make me, you know you say that. <laughs> I've only totally um, heard that happen. Oh, uh, it happens all the time. And I used to totally say it that way. Uh and it's just like, yeah, you saw a person that you thought was attractive. Cool. Awesome.
0: <laughs> oh god. I I'm so you know what I'm so proud of of people listening to the show and involved in, in really taking on their sexuality and being proud of it and whatnot. Just this entire, there's like a whole little sexy revolution going on, you know, where people are really just becoming more authentically themselves, whether it be about their orientation yeah, it's or exciting. how they express themselves. Um, So, you know, more power to us in this really exciting time. But, uh, sure. yeah, yeah, you can say, it. you know, I'm kind of polypan. whatever, you know, a little bit, a little bit, you know, it doesn't make me, you know, Polypan,
2: man. The pan. Oh, I want to know the difference between bi-pan and omni. I mean, and
0: it's I, it's it's living language. It's totally evolving. I mean, somebody sure. in San Francisco is going to use it and define it differently than someone in New York.
2: Like it's just they'll, they'll, sure.
0: use the language that works for you. You know.
2: I have a friend who is who uh, I think he, he he identifies gay now completely, but for a while he was. Bisexual Mm -hmm. Seemingly so, but he wouldn't say that. He would say that he was an opportunist. Nice. (laughs) But he liked sex with anything.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Well, um, Dave, I'm so glad we did the show. It's about freaking time. Sandra,
2: me too. Yeah.
0: All right, sex nerds, have a good one. Bye. Bye bye.
1: Now leaving nerdist.com.